What's up, everybody? This is Paul Critchley, president of New England Lean Consulting. Welcome to another episode of the New England Lean podcast. I'm wicked excited for this week and probably a little bit of next week because this is the week we're going to be releasing the episodes we recorded last week at the GBMP Northeast Lean Conference. Um, so hopefully you were there and hopefully if you were, you came by to say hi. I had a lot of folks stop by the booth which was wicked cool. Thank you for coming by. It meant a lot to me to have really complete strangers come by and say, oh, I love, I just, I'm so glad you're here. And, and I wanted to let you know that this episode, whatever episode that was, really meant a lot to me. I really like this one or I really like that one. This message really spoke to me. So that was, that was pretty cool. So um, if I saw you there and you did come up uh, and say hi, which I hope you did, thank you for that because it is, I'll be honest, you know, sometimes it's a little hard with podcasting because it is kind of a one-way street, one-way communication tool. So it really did mean a lot that, uh, you know, this, this thing that I'm doing, you know, means something to somebody and that somebody's getting something out of it. So thank you for that. Also, I wanted to shout out Bruce Hamilton, Leela, and the folks at GBMP for letting us come up and do that. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, so I appreciate that. Also, shout out to uh, the folks at Gemba Academy and specifically Ron Pereira for your invaluable assistance and help in getting ready to do a on-site, live, in-person podcast recording session. So without uh, you guys also, I, I, there's no way I could have pulled that off. So a heartfelt thank you. So the first episode is with my buddy, Bob Walner. Bob is, he's just a wicked cool dude. He and I were on the um, AME Northeast Region board together for a little while. There was a little bit of overlap before I had to move on, and, and he stayed on for a little bit longer, too. Um, but Bob's a New England guy. Uh, he's dedicated to the craft of lean, if you even, if I can call it that, just for a second. Uh, he posts a lot of really cool stuff. He's a, Bob's a big reader. So if you don't follow him on Goodreads, uh, I strongly recommend that you do because he really posts, you know, he review, he reads a lot of books and he posts reviews of them. So I found his feedback to be invaluable. Um, so check him out there. Definitely, if you're not connected on LinkedIn with Bob, also uh, hit him up there. Uh, at least follow him if you don't connect with him because, again, he's super duper smart. He knows his stuff. He's been at this for a long time. Uh, and he kind of, he has a background similar to mine, which might be why I gravitate towards him, but he's, you know, he's not, he was in operations for a long time and he really knows how to balance those two things, you know, when it comes to putting lean in a, in a manufacturing environment. So we had a, a really awesome conversation. I promised him that it was only going to go 15 minutes and we did it was like 35. Um, so sorry again, Bob, I took up a lot of your time there, but it was an amazing conversation. And honestly, that 35 minutes went by like that. So as always, I hope you like it. I hope you get something from it. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you real soon. All right. Welcome to the New England Lean Podcast. Bob Walner. Good to see you. Good seeing you again, Paul. So we're here. So this is part of our live, you know, record live at the GBMP Northeast Lean Conference. So if everybody hears a little background noise, it's because this place is hopping. It's a gorgeous fall day. Your fall, New England, Springfield, Mass. We're looking out at Court Square. I mean, sun's out. I'm hanging out with Bob. If I had a cold beer right now, it'd be like <laughs> right? in a ball game. Right. Well, we got that last night. That's true. That's true. So we're all happy. So, anyways, 
Welcome. Thank you. It's good to see you. Good seeing you in person again. Yeah. So you are actually speaking here today, right? Uh, I'm speaking tomorrow after, oh, okay. uh, right before lunch. I'll be the before lunch holdup. <laughs> well, pro tip, because I've had that spot, don't go long. No, no, no. It's a surefire <laughs> way to get some angry comments. <laughs> I'll take that in, uh, in stride then. <laughs> yeah. So what are you speaking on tomorrow? Well, something I've been passionate about for the last few years is actually taking the idea of Hoshin Conry and implementing it into your personal life and and using goal setting and day-to-day uh, -day strategy to really move your goals and your personal needle. Uh, a lot of what we're hearing about today and tomorrow is going to be about companies, but really thinking of yourself as the business of being yourself. Mm. Um, so uh, it's really something I've become passionate about and uh, excited to share and hopefully if I can get one person it benefits I think I'll, I'll have come out of this with a, as a success. So that's a you know that's something I mean we don't do a ton of consulting quite frankly on that we do a little strategy deployment you know because we do have some longer term clients that hey can you help us out with our you know uh, one three five year strategies you know and that kind of stuff so we certainly dabble but I've never heard or thought quite frankly about it on a personal level. Well, I'll be honest with you, someone who you're acquainted with, uh, Mr. Mark Graben, was doing a webinar once, and I, you know, I, I'd been doing a lot of online, or just improvements personal, but uh, I heard him interview a, a young woman from Toyota named Jessica Orr, mm. and she talked about moving from uh, year, uh, New Year's resolutions to actually utilizing A3 to start planning her uh, planning her year and making her year happen rather than letting it happen. And that's when the bells and whistles went off and I'm like, ding, 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 there's the missing link for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, that was, I remember that day clearly and back in 2018 and it's, since then it's just evolved and become uh, really a true process for me. And uh, I know right away generally whether I'm moving my needle toward a goal or I'm moving it away, and uh, it's it's been a huge impact uh, on my life personally. Mm. And I gotta be honest with you, Bob. Um, I gotta. Well, I was gonna go see you talk anyways, because right, we're buddies. But hearing you talk more about it, it's it's interesting because uh, my wife and I have had these conversations. But silly me, I never connected the two because one of, you know, uh, so I'm a lean consultant, I own my own company, you know, and, and right? So I find a lot of times that I overextend myself, you know, because, you know, you're, I'm a small business owner, a lot of, you know, people who listen to the show are small, medium-sized business owners. And I think we all agree, usually the answer is yes, right? And I had Amy Bouchard from Wicked Whoopies on uh, a few weeks ago, right? And she's awesome and she's so much fun. And I've seen interviews with her before, but that was one of the things we talked about. The answer is always yes. You know, Good Morning America called her. She's like, yes, I can do that, which every one of us would have said yes to. But the interesting thing is you keep saying yes, and pretty soon, right, other stuff falls off, off the plate. It has to, right, because time. We talk time all the time. Um, there's only so much of it. So what we spend our time doing, value add, non-value add, right, it comes out of my mouth 100 times a week. And then finally, it's like you just said, it's like when Danielle, you know, and I were sitting talking, I'm like, oh, geez, <laughs> you know, because she's like, well, you know, there's this and there's that and, you know. Well, there, 
to your point, and it's not just in our professional lives that our day to day, you know, we say yes. It's it's in our personal as well. Uh, and uh, when you really, what I found is when I really focus on certain areas and really focus on the the critical value pieces to my life, I'm getting a lot more done. Um, and one of the things I've also included into that was uh, uh, the idea of a nightly reflection mm. and being able to say, did I move my needle? Did I not move my needle? What caused me not to be as successful as I could have? And what can I do different tomorrow? Um, so again, really, you've got a master plan in a daily execution. and. Uh, it becomes very clear when you make a, a bad choice or an inc I don't bad choice may not be the right word, but in, a choice that's not going to help you in the long run. Mm -hmm. um, so, it it's it's really changed my trajectory, um, and I think I, I think that we don't do enough of this as as a society. We don't reflect on what we're going. Um, I see on your tablecloth here you've got the. Katie Anderson, mm -hmm. and one of the big takeaways from her wonderful book is the reflection that Mr. Yoshino had throughout his life. Now, he probably does not need an A3 to know how he leads his life, because he just has, he's so ingrained in that, but for others of us, we, we may need that structure, that growth, and that trajectory. Mm -hmm. and, and you're absolutely right. I think a lot of times, I mean, that's why I mean, honestly, right? That's why Netflix, that's why we binge watch things, you know, all this, because it's like, we, we have, I, I feel like sometimes we have a mentality of, you know, there's the work part of life, um, and, th and that's very structured. And we just want this, air quotes, downtime, that, to your point, it's like, uh, I've talked a little bit about this before, I just got TikTok, right? I have a TikTok account. <laughs> I, I don't even want to know how many hours I've wasted on stupid garbage. And it's, to your point, I know in the back of my head, I'm not moving my needle to where I want it to be. I've got a stack of like eight books on my nightstand that I want to read. And these are, you know, friends of mine, uh, colleagues, you know, important stuff. And they've been sitting there longer than I care to admit. And I, if I had just read those, instead of, you know, watching, you know, somebody you know, pour sand on their lawn to level it out in two and a half minutes. You know, I look back and it's like, duh. You know, and it's one of those things. So I really applaud you for putting it in kind of that perspective. But here's the thing too, is it's, you know, looking at it and actually executing. It's like anything in, in life. It's, it's harder to execute. It's hard to set aside that 15 minutes a day that it takes. Now it's only 15 minutes a day but it's so hard to set aside that 15 minutes every single day because TikToks come up and because, uh, you know, Red Sox are on TV. And uh, so really, it's still a discipline within your own life that really uh, becomes a challenge. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it is, it's hard. And that's why, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned the New Year's resolution thing because I actually use that in a lot of our training. And I, I, you know, I ask everybody, do you still do uh, New Year's resolutions? Vast majority of people don't. And I'm like, okay, how come? They all say basically the same thing, because it, it never sticks. And I'm like, okay, but why do you think it doesn't stick? And that's when I start to try to get people to start thinking about it. And I, I'll get the statistic wrong, so don't hold it to me, but it's something like 88% or something like that of New Year's resolutions fail by Valentine's Day. 
Um, and it's like, well, and you know, I said, well, how come? And people are like, eventually they get, it's well, because it's too big. It's too big of a goal. You know, I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to quit smoking. And it's like, okay. To your point though, if you, it's the daily reflection piece. You know, and it's just getting started. Take a little, how you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. <laughs> That's right. Eat, right? So just take one little step. It's okay if you didn't make it to the gym seven times this week, right? Pick uh, two, th whatever, one, go for a walk, anything. And then just build upon it. And pretty soon, it's just like with lean, right? It's, it's pretty soon you build and you build and you build. And then you can stop and look back and think, holy cow, look at where we are today. But it's developing that habit. It's so, to your point, it's so hard. And it's, I think also, we tend too much to focus on that lagging indicator. Mm. What's that habit? Did, did I even just make it to the gym? Uh, did I read one page today? Uh, that's gonna, you know, if, if you've got a, a, a Hoshin that you want to uh, save, uh, $1,000 in the next six months for a trip. Did you save $1 today? Now, you're not going to have, if you, saving $1 every day is not going to get you to the 1000 but now maybe tomorrow you can save $2. And are you moving towards your goal or are you moving away? No, I spent $10 out of that account, so now I don't have that. Yeah. Um, it's just a mind shift change and, uh, you know, it's, it's to your point, eating the elephant, you know, trying, you know, Hey, I got paid. I'm going to take a thousand dollars out. Boom, put it right into this account. You can do that, but you can get there by small steps too, and you can move towards your goals. Mm -hmm. So, how long have you been at this on your uh, like on your personal journey? Well, uh, I've been commuting three hours a day for uh, boy ten years now, mm -hmm. and I started doing things like uh, listening to audiobooks, listening to podcasts, and. You know, it was part of my education, but I didn't really structure it that way. I went from listening to music to listening to an occasional book and music to really now I focus my learning on specific things. I would say right around 2014, I really started thinking seriously about how what I was doing and the actions I was doing and moving them forward. A good example is I've had many opportunities to work closer to home um, with positions that may not have been quite as good of fit but people will ask well you have a three-hour commute that's got to be something to I look at it as three-hour commute in southern New Hampshire where there's no cell service I have three hours of dedicated education time mm -hmm. audiobooks podcasts I have three hours that I can focus on growing myself professionally and uh, so when that mind shift took over that, oh, it's a three hour commute to, it's a three hour of education, that opened a whole bunch of doors. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, personal things, you know, health wise, uh, you know, I've really looked at how to, how to, what is the most important aspects of my health and what little steps do I need to do to get there? Um, same with financial, same with uh, professional and family relationships and, uh, so really since 2014, I've really started to look at it. And then since 2018, I'm like, bingo, I can systemize this um, and really develop it for something that works for me. And uh, mm. it's really, again, that's when the change uh, 
he kind of came a chain game changer for me. And that's where I so I love the fact that you 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 know because I talk about commute. Like, so a lot of times in some of our training, especially in engagement, I talk about work life balance and the. I think it's a fallacy. So, because right, it's really just life. We're, we're just living life. Work's part of it. Uh, but I talk, I break it down to you know how many hours. You know, the average American commutes like 37 minutes or something, right? But you've got a long one, right? It's an hour and a half each way, mm -hmm. yep. right? So, I but a lot, you know, a lot of people will look at that and be like, oh, that must suck. And it's like, no, it's it's to your. I got three hours to myself right. that I can use. I mean, quite frankly, that's why I start. One of the reasons I started this podcast. Because I found, you know, same thing. I'm, a, 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 you know, working for myself. So I log, in 2019, I did 30,000 miles of windshield time. So <laughs> I got time on my hands. You know, and a lot of it's, you know, phone calls and this kind of stuff. But a lot of it wasn't. So I do the same thing. You know, it's like I've got an opportunity, right, to do this. You can't read and drive at the same time. But you can listen. And that's why I, you know, really strive to have folks like you to come on and say, like, I got an idea. And this works for me. And I want to share my idea, right? And that's why you're here speaking. That's right. Right? right? So um, I give you a lot of credit for even thinking of it that way and, and posing it that way cause, and putting it into practice. You know, a lot of people would be like, well, yeah, maybe I'll get a book, maybe. And, oh, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Not, there's no deliberateness to it. I really like the fact that you tie the Hoshin Conry method into the whole thing. Well, the one thing I, when I started kind of exploring this was there isn't a book out there on this. There's there's some really good, Dan Mark of, uh, Markovich, I believe is his name. Markovich, uh, yeah, he's been a gust. Has a um, fantastic book on Factory of One or mm -hmm. it's about that personal lean, getting things done, but it doesn't talk about the why. Why are you doing these things? And I know that becomes such a very personal thing. That's where this talk that I'm doing, uh, it'll be prefaced by, this may not work for you because the why is so personal. Um, but really getting to understand that why is is a huge part of, of making sure you're moving the needle and knowing if you're moving the needle or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. so how do you, so you mentioned, so you do like a nightly reflection? I do. Um, uh, actually, uh, I kind of stole it from um, Matthew E. Mabe's book, uh, Shibumi Strategy, where he talks about, uh, you know, having a Hoshin, going to the Gamba, seeing what you're doing, uh, reflecting and figuring out what went wrong, and then setting up improvements. So every night I, I, I have four, uh, for health, professional, financial, I have one goal for each that I want to hit each day. This is what I want to do. And I set that up the night before. And then I go through what actually happened. Here was my plan. Here was my Hoshin. What actually happened with that one target idea? Okay. Did I hit it or miss it? And, and in both cases, why did I hit it or why did I miss it? And what do I need to do tomorrow to make that even better? Um, and then set up my tomorrow's plan. And it could be something as simple as you know, I don't, I, I didn't want to bring, uh, I want zero spend on my credit card today. I don't want to put a dollar on my credit card today. Okay, how did I do? Well, you had to pay for parking, so you put $25 on your credit card, and uh, while you're out, you grabbed a beer. Mm. Okay, so there's another five, ten bucks. So, what happened and what can I do t better tomorrow? Well, I could have brought cash with me. Then I wouldn't have had anything go on the credit card. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So those are the little ideas that I, I reflect on each night. Some ideas are bigger than others, 
but generally they're really small tactical uh, things that I'm approaching each night. And then once a month, I sit down and I say, okay, I had all these tactical things I did. How did it move that lagging indicator? So I wanted to only put $500 on my credit card this month in total, but I actually put 700. Mm -hmm. Why? Where was where was the big impact? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and that's the, so that's the piece I think right there. I want to I want to pick out just a smidge because I think a lot of people will set goals like New Year's resolutions, right? They don't necessarily measure themselves against it, and then they get too far down the road and they think, "Meh, it's too late now." Yep. Right. So talk a little bit about the importance of the you know the daily review course altering, and what does that feel like, especially in the beginning when you first started doing this? It's, it's hard. It's really hard to just set that 15 minutes aside at the end of the day and just say, okay, I'm uh, going to clear my mind of everything else except these five or six things that I wanted, wanted to accomplish today. And really sitting down and looking at it can be eye-opening. You know, I, uh, I bought this doohickey on Amazon because I, I loved it. It looked neat. I saw it on a on a TikTok video and I had to give it a try. I've done that, by the <laughs> way, which is, I'm just so ashamed. Um, but really did that purchase advance any of my goals? Mm-hmm. And why did I do it? And what can I change? And and you find a lot of things I found in spending. I have had a lot of habits. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, oh, I've got the credit card. I'll just throw it on that. Uh, cash has almost become invisible You know, today. You don't need it. but. If I'd had the cash, would I have bought that? Would I have really second thought it? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, where could that money have gone? And I'm using cash as an example or, or credit card, but like I said, I've got four or five different areas when it comes, one health, one uh, professional. And you know, did it move the needle? And what am I gonna do tomorrow? Okay, maybe tomorrow if I see a TikTok video and that really looks cool, I'm gonna give myself 24 hours before I really decide if I need it versus I want it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that reflection period really is eye-opening for, for me, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, you know, I had, uh, Dunkin' Donuts on the way into breakfast while well, I'm trying to lose weight. What did the Dunkin' Donuts do to me? Did it help me? Did it hurt me? And could I have had a protein bar and then been as satisfied and not had the Dunkin' Donuts? So, right. um, and what am I going to do tomorrow? You know what? I'm going to pack a Dunkin'. I'm going to pack a protein bar from home, so I have that before I even leave for work, and not even stop at Dunkin' Donuts. Right. Yeah, because a lot of it, right? Especially you know, and I use that as exam- examples as well. Like going to the gym, I use that a lot. You know, because uh, I don't go anymore, but I used to a lot. Because I just I do stuff at home now. I'm, that's a whole different story. But it was always funny, you know, because when I was at the gym, January and February, it was mobbed, and you could always tell. You know, because these are the faces you've never seen before. And you're like, I'm just going to wait this out by six weeks. And I know I'm probably not going to see you. And and I got to be honest. I mean, my anecdotal evidence, the 88% thing's about right, you know, because it's like, yeah, here it is. You know, it's springtime and all exactly. done, you know. <laughs> and, it is, and it is because I think it's it just gets back to that. It's those little choices and being honest with yourself about, did I really need to do that or not? Um, talk a little bit about because I, I, I know me and my personality, I tend to beat myself up, which, you know, is double-sided, right? On the one hand, it's like, well, just like, you got to take some feedback and you got to be honest with yourself, right? But where, how do you draw that line between, well, 
I did something bad, wrong, however you want to put it, and I got to make a change versus um, laboring it and, and rolling it over in your head and being like, oh, I'm so mad at myself. Like, I got to believe you, right? Because I know you pretty well, so I got to believe you probably do that maybe a little, at least in the beginning. In the beginning more than now. Um, really what I look at is if I did something really, really outlandish, you know, I, uh, first off, you know, if I dropped a thousand dollars on something, first off, I have my wife, I'd have to be accountable to, but <laughs> right. you've got to, you've got to own the accountability piece yourself. And you've got to be in that state of mind where you're ready to be accountable for your actions. Um, so, you know, again, uh, going back to a little simpler example, you know, I, I went out for Chinese today and, it, you know, blew my daily calorie allowance because I got mushu chicken or something. Okay, what could, you know, really understanding what could I have done different? Okay, I still wanted to go out to eat with my friends. I wanted to go have, have a nice lunch, but could I have packed up half of it to go? Mm -hmm. What can I do next time? And that's really the reflection piece. Uh, early on, you might beat yourself up, and it's, uh, I found that I probably did a little more than I needed to, but mistakes are going to happen. We, we're human. Mistakes happen at work. Mistakes happen in your personal life. You do the wrong thing. Um, the best thing you can do is just really learn from it and take it, okay, that's a lesson. That's a life lesson. Um, does it make you do it? Do you, do you stop doing it? Maybe not necessarily because Mushu chicken's really good. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> but um, maybe next time you go and you split an order with your friend. Mm -hmm. You, you uh, package up, you tell them package up half of it and take it with you to go and you have that later on or tomorrow for lunch. Uh, it's just really learning more and more about yourself and really learning what little changes you need to do to, 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 to improve your goals. Mm. Um, so I really never got real angry with myself, but I did, I get disappointed, I guess, more than anything. Oh man, why'd I do that? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it, it's hard though too. And it, but we see it right in, in industry too, right? And, and I mean, we have clients that struggle with the same thing. It's like, man, why couldn't we just do that? You know, and it's it, to your point. And it's funny, I forget who said it. There's statistics out there, but we're, you know, a general rule, we're harder on ourselves than everybody else is usually, right? Um, given certain personality traits. Sure. Um, but in industry, I see, you know, I see the same thing happen. And I have to remind them of the same kind of things. It's like, listen, you're going to stub your toe. Don't use the F word, okay? You messed up, fine. Move. What can you learn from and, 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 change and you know and and let's talk tom brady just for a quick second right because they just play, played the pats they beat them which i we're both pats fans and it was easy it, it was summertime and living was easy when brady was all right but that's his thing it's he, you know he's very disciplined and he makes little changes like i i don't know if you watched the whole uh tom versus time or whatever no <laughs> but he's got his coach and there's one scene where and this is only from a couple three years ago he's got this one scene where he makes like one, t the teeny tiniest change to how he like flips his shoulders when he throws. And he's like, oh, this is so much better. This is so much better. And his coach is like, you're doing great. And he, the guy looks at the camera. He's like, I don't know what he's even talking about. Like it, there's really no difference. But in his mind, right, it is. And there's, you know, there's something to be said for the confidence level and the whole thing. But the interesting thing was at that point, like he still, he already had six uh, Super Bowl wins under his belt. 
right? And he's arguably the greatest of all time, easily top three. But here is the guy who got all of that stuff. He's still out there making little tiny changes because he's not, he hasn't convinced himself I'm perfect, right? Because that's, we obviously never get there. Five pillars of lean, or not pillars, but right? From lean thinking. Sure. Perfection's the last thing. We never get there, but you always keep trying. And that's what I think, you know, as him as an example, makes him so good. It's not the fact that he's really good, which he already, you know, he is. But he's got that knack of the belief that I got to make a little change. I can make a little change. And he's, you know, uh, let's face facts, right? The guy's 44 years old. He's still playing in the NFL. He's still an elite, right? And um, a lot of people couldn't and wouldn't have the discipline to be able to do that. The other thing that's... Uh you know, you take uh, some of the greats of all time, like Tom Brady, and you take, uh, you know, Tiger Woods when he was in his prime. They all need coaching still. Mm. They're not doing it on their own. They they can tend to reflect and they can think about, but they sometimes still need that voice to tell them, hey, have you considered this? Have you thought about that? I noticed this. And, uh, you know, these, these elite athletes are at a point in their life where they can make those changes and make those connections, but... Um, you know, for everyday Joes, sometimes it's hard for us to see those little connections. Yeah, and, and you're right. But I think if we use those as examples, you know, because we do, a athletes, actors, you know, Bezos, right? We hold folks like that up because they make a ton of money and they're, you know, attractive or whatever, right? There's all kinds of reasons. But I think the most successful people aren't necessarily, you know, just because they're you know, really good at throwing a football or really whatever, good actors. It's the, it's the discipline and the approach to their craft and the ability to take, I don't know, constructive feedback, whatever you want to call it. It's Kaizen, right? It's make a little tweak and yeah, improve a little bit, improve a little bit and, and do it again and do it again and do it again. You know, those are the, you know, th I think those are the examples that we should be highlighting and should be following, you know? And um, how many times did Tom Brady do the wrong thing that, you know, tried something and did the wrong thing and learned, I did this, and it wasn't effective. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, or the same with Tiger Woods. I did, I, I did this wrong, and it had a negative effect. And, and being able to learn, I think that's what differentiates the, the, the good from the great. Yeah, look at M, or Michael Jordan. I was going to call him MJ. <laughs> you know, when we text, I call him MJ. Oh, yeah. Right? But... I mean, the famous story is he got cut from his, what, I think it was JV or junior high school basketball team, Michael Jordan. Right. And now it's like, come on, <laughs> really? But it's, it's that. And I'll be honest, you know, sometimes we get, you know, I'll do a conference. I'll do a, you know, something at a conference. And usually we get really good scores. You know, people are like, yeah, it was really good. And every once in a while, somebody's like, ah, you know, this maybe could have been a little bit better. And it was hard. It's hard because these are, you know. My, my presentations are my babies, you know? Right, and, right. And, but it, it, you know, to get better, it's like, okay. You know, because a lot of, and then you have to be reflective too, right? Yeah. You know, of course. I say, again, I say it a hundred times a week. Is this a good process? Yes, it is, but it could be better. And the same goes for us, you know, as lean practitioners, you know, could, could, could we do that better? And that's so valuable. And, and let it, me turn it, the tables on you for a minute. I mean, you yeah. started this, this is your third season of the podcast. Yeah. Have you, what have you learned from season one now going into season three that what ch changes have you made just from either feedback and saying, okay, I can do this better or just even yourself listening and understanding, you know, there's gotta be dozens in there that you could unpack. I oh, sure. I'll give you a, I'll give you a good example. Um, 
Katie Anderson, very first guest. Had her on just recently again in season three. Um, I've never done this before at this point, right? Or at that point, I should say. Um, so I've got my little setup, and, and actually Mark Graben helped me kind of get going on the whole thing. So uh, we're getting going, you know, and I do it via Zoom. And, and Katie's like, Paul, I'm, I'm hearing a weird echo. And I'm like, I don't hear it. I don't hear it. And she's like, no, it's, it, it's there. Well, I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm kind of fiddling around, but I can't hear it. So I can't, you know, bob and wow it. You know, best, best, worst, or worst, right? So I can't turn it on, turn it off. And um, so if you listen to that first, you, you can hear it on the playback. And I'm like, it's not horrible, but I'm like, it's there, right? And it, as it turned out, it was because I didn't have headphone, good headphones. So what was happening was the speaker on the laptop was getting picked up by the microphone, and there was that little feedback, right? So I couldn't hear it. It was just when I was talking that, she, you know, so I'm like... It was that one-way thing that she could hear, but I needed to be able to take that, you know, feedback and just say, okay, you know, obviously she can hear it, you know, and it was funny because Dan Markovitz was our second guest and he said the same thing. And I'm like, son of a gun, I thought I had this fixed, but, and then finally, you know, so little things like that, you know, um, other things like format and questions, you know, all that stuff, you know, like anything else, you start out, it was a little clunky. And I listen to those now. Even I told Katie, I'm like, it's a little cringy, you know, because I'm like, oof. But, but but you started. And that is just it. You started. Right. You, this is something you've wanted to do, and you started. You know, how many people have not started? And and that's the way I look at this personal potion. It's what do I need to start? What Where do I want to be? So you've got to start somewhere. You had a dream of, of, of a podcast, and you started it. It was clunky. You work through the clunky. You get better each episode. Yeah, I hope so. Anyway, that's the goal is, you know, my graphics, I think, are better now. And my editing, I certainly am better at editing and all that kind of fun stuff. So hopefully the, you know, and it feels like, you know, people, the sound quality is better. And, you know, and again, it's it's all just trying to put positive vibes out into the unit. Because, like, you know, we, we were chatting early this morning. I don't monetize this. I don't make any money off of this. That's not why I'm doing it. I mean, I do this because I love, you know, that's why I'm a lean practitioner, too, right? Yeah. Because this, this is a great community, and, and you know, uh, GBMP does such a great show, and it's so good to be back in person with these guys. And, you yeah. know, the 17 years they've been doing this, boy. I know. I was the young guy the first time I came. Now I'm I'm the older guy. I know. <laughs> Isn't it? Older. I'll leave. Uh, yeah, right, right. I know. And that's the funny thing. I was talking to um, Mohammed Saleh. He's a very good personal friend of mine. And uh, he's, again... Uh, lean practitioner and we were looking at the agenda and he's just like man you know because we, we all do right we do the conference circuit or whatever and he's like man it, you know it used to be hard you know just with so many people he's like i don't i don't recognize a lot of some of these names now and i'm just like yeah man we're getting old <laughs> and there's an old new crop coming up well, it's amazing the the keynote was by an incredible uh for from uh, mass uh the, the health organization, you know, the CEO, uh, CEO, and then the next seminar I go into is someone who's been practicing for a year, mm. sharing her experiences. So, our lean community is definitely a great community for sharing, and it's uh, you got competition here, talking to competition about, you know, how they're doing things better, but it's it's not, you know, hold Ad everything so close. So right, adversarial. I mean, honestly, I mean, technically. New England Lean Consulting com is a competitor of GBMP. Sure. And they allowed me to be here sure. and, and do this. You know, a few tables down is Mass MEP, and we go head-to-head -head with them all the time. 
but you know i haven't thrown any spitballs over there <laughs> and they haven't thrown any here you know so it's just to your point it's like all right there's enough I mean, in our community it's very supportive and like i i think i was even telling you even the the equipment we're recording on right now this is because ron Pereira from gemba academy hooked me up like this is uh, this is stuff i rented but I reached out to him because I knew he, they've, Gemba Academy has done this at AME conferences before, sure. and I've never done it. So I emailed him, and no kidding, five minutes, he emails me back. He's like, call me. So we, we literally FaceTimed, and he kind of brought me into the studio. He introduced me to the, you know, a couple of the folks that work. And he's, and he's like, this is what we do. This is how you hook it. I mean, and he's like, hey, in between now, and this is a couple months ago, he's like, in between now and there, you need anything, just text me, call me. Totally cool. And, and here, you know, Gemba Academy has had a podcast for yeah. a decade. I, you know, it's been a long, long time, you know, and they easily could have been like, who are, <laughs> like, leave me alone. Why would I help you? You know, technically you're taking our audience, but nope, that, none of that. And Ron, he's, he's, oh, I love him. Kevin, John, I mean, Kevin's been a guest on the show. I'm going to have Ron on hopefully soon. So it is, it's very supportive, which is great. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's an area I, I love to work in and be in. And we get paid to do it. <laughs> the money's good, too. <laughs> so. So. Awesome, Bob. Well, thank you so much for, for hanging out here for Thanks, a little Bob. while. Yeah, I, no. I can't wait to see you speak. I promise I won't, I won't heckle you from the back row. Uh, I'll, try, uh, I'll try to keep on task. And like I said, I'm right before lunch, so I know, I know now. It, trust me. I made, and if Dagmar and Tom are listening, I'm sorry again. Because I was, I was speaking at UNH, and I, I boned it up, and I was like three minutes over. And I was in, you know, I had the big room, so it was the room that lunch was being served, and I could see everybody through the glass doors lining up. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to cut this short, <laughs> or I'm not going to get out of here with all my appendages. No, but I look, I'm glad you're, you're attending that one, and I uh, look forward to any feedback you've got for me. Because, again, it's all about continuous improvement, and... You know the system that it is today is change. You know I'm constantly changing up what works for me and trying to find new ways. So I'm always looking for input. All right. Well, I'm your man. All right. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it, Paul. Thanks. Take it easy. Bye.